0: And it was a much-needed win, especially in a game where they were leading by 13 at some point. And then last night's game was a pure representation of when you just don't have it. That's why,
1: that's what's wrong with the New York Knicks about it. It's how the Knicks have been playing. Like I said, second in points, second in field goal percentage again. Three points. You got to question yourself. And, and this game showed every aspect of it. By ISO. We have the, we, the the bench scoring has has has
0: disappeared. Lord Avenue. I'll be I'll be hosting around today. So Steve wants to you know he wants to lean back today. Um, he's a little tied up, and you know I, I haven't ducked into you know this computer chair right now.
2: It's the Nickabaca Avenue Fan Forum on the Bleed Blue Show. Well, that's
0: an interesting intro. Like I, I haven't heard that one before, and I, I, I'm I'm actually um, digging it a little. I'm digging it, digging it. But hey. Steve, welcome back to the Fan Forum, folks on the Bleed Blue Show. Uh, 929-477-4171 is the number to call if you want to chime in. We got a lot to talk about. You know, the Knicks have played three games, went one and two. Um, two of those games went into overtime. But Steve, you and I have been discussing this one thing over. You know, since last Sunday, and it's you know it's currently Wednesday, so we've had some time to kind of process all that's going on. But before we, I get your your points. I want to let everybody else know. You got to check out the, um, the rank Podcast with Ranger Proud. That's on Tuesday nights, and um, I'm pretty sure that I don't know if you guys have a Big Blue Roundtable going on tomorrow. Um, you, you know, covering the Super Bowl, and the Pro Bowl, but look out for that. BlueBlueShow.com/slash/podcast is the place to, you know, to, to to find our audio archives.
2: Steve, how you doing? What's going on, brother, man? How you doing? Um, Also, i put in another quick plug, and we'll bring on Dom and then get the conversation started. Uh, I did the Azul Unfiltered episode uh, earlier in the week. Uh, You know, I got into the conversation on the Ticketmaster hearing. I definitely want to get your opinion probably outside of this show, Av and Dominic. Uh, Probably on social media or maybe one of the fan pages about. I thought that was really interesting with Ticketmaster, the Monopoly operation, the Senate hearing with the U.S. Senators, the testimonies. I did the episode on that earlier this week, so it added a little bit of the conversation out here on the platform, the Bleep Blue Show. But yeah, uh, got done with us. So if you want to bring them on, and if you have that question you want to, what you just said about you know, a few seconds ago, let me know. Don, what's up? And then, Av, if you want to lead it off.
1: Go ahead, Don, what's up, man? Good evening, Steven. What's up, Av? Let's roll.
2: What's well, it good,
0: It's good. Donardo DP on Twitter, Facebook uh, on Twitter spaces. Beware, the chef is out. Um, Let's get started on, on something that's non-Nick related real quick, because this is something that's very, you know, that's really um, disgusting. Um, as most people know, this past Sunday, you know, the conference championships occurred. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles defeated the San Francisco 49ers, and, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs also advanced and winning the AFC. But it was something that resonated with New Yorkers, especially on in, in, in this nation of KGYR, Knicks, Giants, Yankees Rangers Rangers focus on the G the Giants We all know our colors We know we, we all know that they they play in New Jersey but they represent New York Under no circumstance is the Empire State Building allowed to to change the colors of, of their lighting to celebrate the Philadelphia Eagles who, I might add, defeated the New York Giants in the divisional round? The Philadelphia Eagles represents the southeast portion of the Keystone State. That's the Empire State Building. That is a New York City landmark. Just who in the fuck do you think you're dealing with? What city do you represent? You're not a national landmark as much as you would like to think it is. You are a landmark and a symbol of this great city and this great state of New York. Given the New York Giants don't play in New York, as I already mentioned, but under no circumstance do we celebrate a divisional rival, an actual rival, and especially a team that just defeated us in the playoffs that is rubbing salt on the wound on every single red-blooded New York Giants fan. Empire State Building, whoever's running the lighting over there, remember what fucking city you freaking are standing in. New York deserves a lot more respect, and New Yorkers deserve a lot more respect than having having the Empire State Building, a landmark in New York fucking city, in Eagles, Kelly, Green, and White.
2: Go ahead, Steve, before I kill somebody. Uh, that was fantastic. That's definitely going to be in the archives, man. We're going to bring that to the soundbite to the future shows. Well <coughs> said. Well said. Um, I mean, Dom's a Jet fan, so he probably could pass it as Jet Colors. But last night on the Rangers show, it was the same sentiment you just said, Ab, like whether it was contraction with the NFL or not, the Empire State Building is not a national monument. It's a New York City building on 34th Street in Midtown, no fucking way that should have ever happened. That's Okay, let's put it in basketball terms. If ever the Knicks get to a finals, Eastern Conference finals, they lose to the Hawks, that building gets lit up in Hawks colors. Or if they lost to the Bulls in the 90s, all of a sudden, the Empire State Building turns to Chicago Bulls red and black colors. Or Indiana Pacer colors. Uh, just pick a team from the East. Pick a team, your, your most hated rival uh, the Knicks lose to, and it goes up in that rivals colors on that building that night or maybe in the following week. That's the animosity of Giants fans. And I'm pretty sure you saw the reaction of the mayor, Eric Adams, uh, Nick as saying it was unacceptable. No, it's, it's, it's beyond unacceptable. Somebody needs to be fired, thrown out of the city. Um, and and it's, almost a, a, it's almost doubled down on the end of the conversation we had last week on the show last week because we stayed on. Dom and, and Mr. Live already hung up, right? And me and you were talking about right. Jalen Hurts coming into the garden. I didn't think it would get any worse than that. And then the Empire State but, Building says, hold my beer. Jalen Brunson, they, Jalen Brunson has the jer- Yeah, Jalen Hurts jersey going into the garden. We talked about that for 15, 17 minutes after, at the end of the show last week. And then Empire State Building says, hold my beer. It, it, it doesn't get yeah. any worse. Like, it's just like you're trying to one-up the fuck-ups. You don't do that. You're like on, on you know, the fan. See, this is I, why this platform, this platform exists because we speak from a fan perspective that you don't just do that shit, man. We uh, go ahead and speak, and then let's. Now, try I, to, I, the, I got, the got the a question for you,
0: Steve. Before. Yeah. yeah but, but 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 before that, before before we go to Dom, I want to ask you and I want to ask Dom the same question. You, mm-hmm. you, you, you 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 hit it on the head. You know, if the Knicks or I'll even give the Brooklyn Nets or, you know, or, or, or any any local team here in New York City, if they're in the championship and they win against a team like from Chicago, against a Boston, against a Los Angeles, are, are their national landmarks going to be in Nick colors? Is the Willits Tower in downtown Chicago going to be in, in orange and blue? Or no. is it going to still be in no, the same no. colors that it's always
2: been? Right, exactly. Great hey, point. Exactly, that was the same point. Yeah, I, I, I would have said the same thing. Like the biggest, tallest buildings in Philadelphia are never going to change their colors to Giants colors, Mets colors, New York Rangers colors. You know what I'm saying? Like th- that's just not going to happen. And I I think it was embarrassing and and the, the, the rightfully so, thanks to the Nick fans on Twitter or just New York people, uh, citizens, and they went on there. It wasn't just sports fans. There was New York citizens saying, "What the fuck are you doing?" Empire State Building. Uh, Don, you got any thoughts on that before we jump into this next talk and next Hickelbein an ad to lead the way?
1: Yes. You know, I, if, if I'm not mistaken, gentlemen, the license plate in New York says Empire State, unless y'all changed it. I, the, the last thing I remember is New York used to have Empire State on their license plate because we are the Empire State. That's like, you know, our, you know, Codename. But, you know, guys, I could see if, and this has happened before. You guys know, history has shown it, that a mayor bets a mayor that, okay, if we beat y'all, y'all do this. I didn't hear that with the Giants and the Eagles, not to mention it was a whole damn week later. So, yeah, that's some – I don't have to be a Giants fan, Steve. I am a New York fan. Me and you had that conversation. I thought it was, like, tasteless, to be honest. I thought it was, like, maybe somebody made a mistake. I was waiting to get the news that, you know, Steve Azul, the light man at the Empire State Building, you know, he messed up. He hit green instead of blue, something. But when I didn't hear nothing, I was like, wow, that's kind of. But then
2: they tweeted about it. They tweeted it to them. Dom, Damn. Let's <laughs> Dom, let's get you more angry. Dom, let's get you more angry. Dom, I got this, Ab. Dom, let's get you more angry. This is where you <laughs> could definitely relate to. Ab, we all are all in agreement with that baseball team in the Bronx. Imagine if they would have lost to the Red Sox, and the Red and you Sox know what, colors Steve, got thrown up on 34th Street right. on that building. How would you feel, Dom? Steve, now let's now
1: let's, Steve, let's really get the, to the That's the, white the first thing I brought up. That's the first thing I brought up on Twitter. I said, "What's next?" You know uh the red stock colors if we lose to them, uh, the Celtics. I just went to, like, the real rivalries. You know, Dodger Blue, you know, when is it going to stop? You know, I, serious, guys, for, for at least two days before I even said something, I was waiting to hear, uh, oops, man, somebody hit the wrong button, something. And when I didn't hear nothing, that's when I went into, okay, now where does this stop? You know, are we just going to play, oh, well, you know, is, is it going to be this, guys, to piss y'all off even more? Whoever beats us the next week, we float their colors. Now, is this something? I assume Mayor Adams has something to say. So it wasn't a bet between him and the Philly mayor. I, I assume that didn't take place. mayor of New York was pretty peed off. Now, I don't know if he got pissed off because of the backlash from social media But I'm assuming there was no bet. I'm going to go that far to say he didn't make a bet with the Philly mayor. So now somebody still has an answer, fellas, why it was lit up in green. I haven't heard the answer. Y'all live in New York. Have y'all heard an answer to why it got lit up that way?
2: Apparently, this is something that the NFL has been doing for the last couple of conference championships. So that's the excuse, but the know the fact that you lose to the Eagles, you gotta you gotta breach contract. If it's a contract, breach it. You don't do that. We'll figure out. We'll pay a fine. We'll go to court. We'll you know, silver suit it out. Whatever. You do not. It's listen, Dom. Like I said. Giants, you do not do it with Eagles, Eagles colors. Yankees, you don't do it with Red Sox colors. You, you get the drift. You have Rangers, you don't do it with the Pittsburgh Penguins colors. Pick a team. You know what I'm saying? Like the Hell, yeah, it could be the Mets. You don't do Alabama, Atlanta Braves colors. I mean, pick any New York team. It ain't even got to be the teams for this platform. It could be any New York team. Just do not pick the opposing team from a different region to put on your most iconic building, in the probably in the country. It's probably the most most popular building in the country, if not the world.
1: If not one, if of. you
2: look at, it is. It
0: actually is. It is the Empire State Building is the is probably is the most visited building in the country. You know, it's bigger than, than one World Trade Center. It's bigger than 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 Sears Tower. It, the, the Empire State Building, you know, for better or for worse, is the most. Highly visited landmarks in New York City, more than the Statue of Liberty, more than World Trade, like I said, that's the number one. Everybody goes to the Empire State Building for why? Because the King Kong climbed it, you know, so many years ago and mm-hmm, he took mm-hmm. a white chip with him. That's and and of course, because the Empire State Building it has so much rich history. But the right. but the fact of the matter is is that it's located like like Steve, you just said it, in the heart of New York City, just down the street from Madison <laughs> Garden, <laughs> yeah. and,
1: and,
0: and and it's like in the heart it's like black, it's like uh, like less than a mile from from from, from Times square, the, 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 you know, the, the epicenter of of, of everything, and you're th- you you put on the, the Eagles colors, and not only that, because I've seen them put other colors before. It's not like, you know, you, you know, um, that, that's not so much what, what upsets me, but the fact that they went on social media on the Empire State Building's official Twitter account to to take a photograph of it and do the hashtag fly eagles fly. So not only mm. was this a, a, not only will, was this uh you know an issue about the you know the colors but the fact that you acknowledge and you you, you, you you take this what would have been a simple mistake if you, if somebody would have said hey we we, we just fucked up <clears throat> no you went the extra mile and tweeted with the, the other team's fucking hashtag and I wow. ask again what is a what is a New York City monument doing highlighting the opposition's colors whether they were celebrating – it wasn't even like they won the Super Bowl. They won the NFC Conference Championship against a team they knew that we all knew they yes. were going to beat. So, let, so, 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 let's, so, so let's call a spade a spade. I don't think anybody, anybody outside of San Francisco really fucking had the Niners beating the Eagles. But even though they won the NFC Conference, they didn't win the Super Bowl. At that point, you're almost kind of like, hmm, maybe – and if they, or if they, or if they like you know they took um, um World Trade Center and they, and they put in those colors that kind of is all sensible because that is a national monument. Statue of Liberty, same thing. The Empire State Building is clearly an Empire State monument in the, in the heart of New York City and this cannot be allowed going forward. Well said. I don't know, dude. Well I think I think I have to I, I think I have now. Uh, I think we've wasted enough time on stupidity and and tasteless bullshit. And let's focus on the ter- uh, on, on the, the task at hand here. Obviously, here at the Knickerbocker Fan Forum, we talk about the New York Knickerbockers. And gentlemen, since the last time we spoke last week, the Knicks have played three games they had an overtime victory in Boston against a, a very tough Eastern Conference champion Boston Celtics and they came out with a tough victory, a gritty victory that I, I don't think a lot of us re- really thought that we had it we had it in us. <sighs> but then they turned that victory, that, you know, that kind of a statement victory, head into Brooklyn, shit the bed in Brooklyn, come back home, shit the bed at, in an overtime loss to the Lakers. And we're now about, what, eight, nine days away from the trading deadline and still no movement? Exactly what is Leon Rose and Scott Perry waiting for? What are they looking for? What is it that, that, that they're trying? And, and, and if you believe the reports that, you know, they're willing to trade three first-round picks to, for, um, for OG on a newbie, not to say that that's a, that, you know, that should be the smart move. I'm not saying that at all. But at this point, Has the front offices of any other NBA team shown you that these draft picks that the Knicks possess, as -hmm. as many as that we do, aren't really that fucking valuable? Has it ever occurred to you that now we have Cam Reddish, Evan Fournier, Obi Toppin, who barely plays, and now, and now we have – the third overall pick of our, the highest draft pick that we've had in 25, 30 years, in R.J. Barrett being benched in the fourth quarter of a crucial game against the Los Angeles Lakers and in other games as well. You're playing Emmanuel quickly more than you're playing in crunch time, more than you're playing R.J. Barrett, who's your third leading scorer but i and, and and you know we, we, we the, you know anybody anybody with you know with a with a TNT ESPN or you know or a Mickey Mouse fucking um, logo jacket would tell you he's one of the mo- he's one of the great defenders in, in on, on this team yet he doesn't play in the fourth quarter or in overtime in a game against Los Angeles Lakers knowing full well that lebron started to started to turn it up a little bit late in the fourth you could have had a, you know, a larger body defending him. You, you ended up you ended up going with Randall, and the only true defense in, in, uh, to this is that well, Jalen Brunson took three charges at 6'1", which this is what he does. He leads the league in, 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 in um, uh, he leads the league um, among guards as taking the most charges, which is a great thing. But where is the rest of the team? Why isn't there a deal made? How serious is this front office? Really? And how, are they com- how, how committed are they to winning and making some kind of a noise in, the, in these Eastern Conference playoffs? Because sitting on our laurels, sitting on the team that's currently constructed, as flawed as it is, and even more flawed now with Mitchell Robinson out for at least another two more weeks, maybe even three, depending on how this rehab goes, and they haven't made a move. Now, As Don would allude to it, as he alluded to it many times over on this platform, Leon Rose has yet to be fleeced on a deal. This is correct. So kudos to him. But, big but, what has he done? Who has he brought? Aside from his godson, who who, who a lot of Knicks fans will fucking argue we overpaid for, what else have you done? You sign R.J. Barrett to this poison pill provisional contract extension. You sign Mitchell Robinson to extend him. Before that, you sign um, Julius Randle to his extension, Multi, all of them making $20 million a year, roughly. And now you're on the cusp of the trading deadline, and for now for the fourth or fifth straight year, not a single move. What are we waiting for? Are we waiting for these fucking, uh, for these draft picks to hatch like, like a golden eggs or something? Because that's not going to happen. I know people are, you know, there are a lot of people out there that don't like the fact about trading draft picks, especially to Toronto, which, look, I don't, I think Anubis is a, is a nice piece. But if we are talking about maybe one unprotected and two protected ones, then make the fucking deal. Give them cam reddish let's call it a day but no for some reason this t- this front office has yet to make any hasn't felt a pulse in terms of what the direction is where they're heading and are they committed to winning because if you, if if they're not paying attention to me right now i hope that eventually somebody shares it with them and, and they hear me the rest of the league is paying attention so when it comes to free agency, when it comes to making trades, the New York Knicks are inept and they're not fucking budging. So don't even bother calling them unless you can get five draft picks. I, 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 let I, me. Um, I'm going to have a heart attack.
2: Let, let me defer to Dom. He, you know, let Dom spit and I'll go after Dom. Go ahead, Dom. I'll, I'll go after Dom.
1: First of all, let's address the R.J. Barrett situation. And this is what annoys me about Knicks fans that want to build through the draft. And we got a number three pick and a number eight pick. That shouldn't be a number three pick and a number eight pick. That being R.J. Barrett and OB Toppin. Let's not get into R.J. Barrett's defense. He got a defensive rating of 116.8. That's not even near the league average. That's well above the league average. His game, and we've been saying it, I have been saying it, his basketball IQ sucks. He can only go in one direction. He has a good game every four or five games, but all we'll say is he's averaging 20 points, the most inefficient 20 points you would ever want to see from anybody. But I digress. He is what he is. We blame James Dolan for everything from the popcorn not being hot the light's not being bright enough, but I ain't heard one person blame James Dolan for giving this fool $30 million. He is our highest paid ball player. He is the ultimate poison pill. We can't even move him during the trade deadline. I'm not saying we should. I'm just saying, guys, we got to take him off this platform. It's like this platform of OB deserves more minutes. Over who? Who is he getting his minutes over? Julius Randle? I don't think so. I don't think so. All I think about when I see Obi Toppin and I hear all his noise is, could he guard Julius Randle? I don't think so. So that takes me out that shit with the Obi and the Obi thing, guys. Let me tell you something. This guy's averaging 17 points, five and a half rebounds, two assists, leads the league in steals, shooting 45 and 36. <laughs> but but you want to build through the draft. You want to tell me, some Knicks fan in in Twitterverse wants to tell me we can find an OB or OG somewhere in the late round, somewhere late in the first round. Okay, okay. Y'all are the same ones that told me R.J. Barrett and OB Toppins were Gail Goodrich and Connie Hawkins. Don't tell me about no draft. We did pretty good in the draft, guys. But we did pretty good in the late rounds of the draft. Right now, if you ask me, and we had this conversation before, guys, where we were on and off again with Quickly, but Quickly is quickly becoming one of our better shooters. We don't have much perimeter damn shooting. He happens to be one of them. Is R.J. Barrett one of them? No, no. We're sitting 28. I'm not going to get into the cam medicine. Let's get him off this damn team because He's had these talking issues in Duke, Atlanta, and now New York. He got to go. They got to trade him. If they don't, they're going to look like a bunch of fools for having him sit this long. I said that last week. I'm not going to reiterate that. He must go. If he don't go, Leon Rose got to go. Because you held on to this. You let this monster get this big. You better do something. That's, you, you, you can't keep saying, guys, that, we can't do this. We can't do that. And then in all actuality, we don't try to do it. That's what we should say. We shouldn't say we can't do this because everybody can do something. We just somehow, way, refuse to do something. And Steve, me and you have these conversations every year around the trade deadline. A lot of talk, no smoke, no fire. Everybody's getting traded up until the day after the trade deadline and then we gotta hear all the fake ass woge bombs and this bomb, oh well, you know, this team backed out. No, no. You didn't have no inside information. Stop with that bullshit. When you when a guy gets traded, it'll get posted. And then I'll find out. But all of these bombs and no, like like we're here in Toronto wants three picks. Who said that? A source close to who? We're still we're still doing that. At our ages we're still repeating some shit like, "Well, a source said, or a source close to Steve said, you No, know, wake me up when it happens.'" And you know what, guys? So far, it hasn't happened. This is what Steve fourth trade deadline, if I'm not mistaken, going into our fourth trade deadline with this front office. What have they done? You know, are we gonna are we gonna sit back and always say? They made good draft picks. They didn't do that shit. The scouts did that. I say that over and over again. They're not out there scouting all these players. Our scouts are. So don't give them credit. I'm not saying they have to do something, guys. But if you want to get taken just a tad bit more serious, this guy fits a very good need. He's a sort of Swiss Army knife. He does a few things very well. The things he does do, he does really well. But if you're content with saying, you know what? We don't need him. And uh, they're going to give us the old story, guys. We're going to go with what we have. You know, the old Donald Rumsfeld. You go to water with the equipment you have, whether it's broke down or not. I, I don't know, fellas. I'm. I'm lost for words when it comes to that because I don't believe rumors. I believe in seeing and believing, but I'm, I'm tired of Nick fans. Like we, we just said, they lost one out of three games. They won one out of three, but you know what guys we lost by six. We lost by seven. We went into overtime. Some people had us losing all three of them games. Let's be real. We were supposed to lose all three of them games. So I look at the bright side of stuff and I'm not even going to, because I said this before, guys, the trade deadline ends on a certain date. So if you want to do something, you've had quite some time to do it. You don't got to wait till February 9th. So, so far, no smoke, no fire. But I'll, I'll digress on that for now, guys. I, I'd rather hear Steve. Let me, let me, because me and Steve, Steve, we're the same. We don't believe in the rumors. So we just sit back and you know, see what happened, And so far, four years, we haven't seen nothing. So what am I supposed to believe?
2: Yeah, um, great points, Dom. You, you, you know, both of you guys know my approach when it comes to rumors or trade stuff. I don't even deep, I don't even waste my time. I try not to talk about it, but I do not, um, I don't disallow anybody else who wants to have a voice on this platform they want to talk about it, they're free, feel free to talk about it. But me personally, no matter what team I root for, whatever the sport, I just feel it is a waste of time. Because like I said, Don, my whole approach when we started the Believe Blue Show years ago was like, it's really more about the reaction to what happens in the game, regardless if it's baseball, basketball, hockey, whatever. is The approach... You know, Bring it to the table, okay, this what happened to the game. This is the reason why we do post-games, immediately after the games, because we're the first to say exactly how we saw it. That's actual fact. The game is the actual fact, and you have your opinion on what you saw in the game. So when it comes to rumors or trade you know, speculation, to me, I don't waste my time on that because a lot of it is rubbish. You know how it works, especially in New York, where – People will take a rumor and make it into a truth, and it's always been a rumor. The Donovan Mitchell, if if fans haven't learned by Donovan Mitchell by now, they'll never learn. And I'm not going to waste my time going into that. So let me go back to the games, all right? (sighs) Listen, I thought, I said it last week, I thought the the Knicks could have won two out of three I thought the two would have been Brooklyn and the Lakers. And apparently I was wrong. Let's, I, I'll give them credit. That Boston game, I didn't think they were going to win it. I didn't like their energy coming all out. They played better as the game went on. And, um, <laughs> Dom, I know you were laughing when I sent you that tweet. And I wasn't trying to, you know, pull, but RJ hitting that three in the corner, man, that was a big three for him, man. And I thought, like, man, you know, that was good for him. You know, and he hit those clutch free throws, so did Randall. Um, because that's one thing we talked about, Av, right? We said that the Knicks right. were going to lose games because of the free-throw shooting, i.e., the Chicago Bull game. They should have won because they missed a lot of those free-throws But where they went to Boston and they made clutch free-throws. Man, and I was so happy for the team leaving Boston, because, you know, the Celtics are legit, now, let's be honest. We all know this, right? Um, go to Brooklyn, I was like, damn, no, Durant, we should, we should beat them. And I was wrong, and Kyrie Irving had his way, had his way in the fourth quarter. It seemed like the Knicks were fighting to get into that game. They they got close. They were down double digits. They got close, and then for you know this, the Nets just kept on hitting shots, and then of course Kyrie uh, making big shots. That's what just Kyrie Irving does, and says, Ah, oh, damn, God damn, you know we, that's the one we sh- I thought we should have had, honestly. Because the you know coming off of Boston, you would think okay we're ready to beat another division foe and take them on, and it just did not happen. Fast forward to the Laker game on Tuesday night, man, and everything that like watching that shit in real time because you know from my perspective, uh, I'm, I'm doing the, the Rangers with you guys uh, with the guys from last night, but I got the Knicks on the side. I could see the game and RJ Barrett not playing at the end, and like and then it goes back to. Eh, Everything Don's been saying about RJ, man. The amount of money you're paying this guy. He's supposed to be your best Alfred. And he was he, not even out of the back game. He's not even off the bench. And it's just disheartening to watch, man. And listen, we can't go back to that. I mean, you can't really go back to that draft. I mean, I, honestly, you make that same draft pick at the same you know, time. Let's look at it like this. John Morant is doing wonders with Memphis. Zion Williamson, I've said for what it, what it is. Like he, I don't think the Pelicans got the return on investment for him at number one because he hasn't played enough. I mean, R.J. Barrett has played the games, but it just seems like you're overpaid for him uh, on his last contract. And Don's right. I mean, of course Don's right because he's he always goes left. He's going to have these games where he'll get the 30. He may have a 40-point game here and there. But a big game like that versus the Lakers, man, it, it just – having him on the bench and just not playing is just not a good sign man uh but I, i'll pass it back to you uh nick Abaka. it was a bad loss versus, versus the Lakers. they should have beat the lakers um but here's one thing uh, uh, nick Abaka. you can take it take it from me after this man the, the knicks should have won it in regulation and the, just the got, we talked about this week you know since thibodeau's been here the, the play call out of the timeout yeah, I saw LeBron was shadowing Jalen Brunson, and, and Randall thought he could take a- Anthony Davis. But come on, they got to have more creativity out of a timeout on your uh, on that side of the court to win the game in regulation. Your thoughts, uh, Av? Well, we had four point
0: five seconds, and although look, the decision the decision for for Julius Randall to you know to have the final shot, I'm not a hundred percent mad at. I'm I'm bad about the execution, but the decision to go with Julius Randle over a Jalen Brunson who had the hotter hand made a little bit of sense to me, considering that Jalen Brunson is six foot one, and you got the six foot eight LeBron James and the six foot eleven Anthony Davis kind of like trailing, you know, and keeping their eye on him. So when the double came on Randle, and Randle, you know, for, for inexplic- inexplicably went to his right. I don't know why he's been going left his whole freaking life. He just ran out of room. He didn't. He didn't see the outlet pass to you know to give it to back to Brunson or to even Quentin Grimes who who, who cut from the other, from one end of the court to the other. So the decision making is not what I'm mad at. It's the poor execution. I understand why you won't go with Jalen Brunson in that one because Jalen Brunson is six foot one, and if he's going to drive the lane, since you only need a two. There's a, very, there's a higher likelihood that, he, that the double team is coming, and he's going to get a block shot, and he probably won't get a call. But that being said, the execution in, in, in overtime was horrendous. There was, the Knicks just looked like they were completely out of gas, and this goes back to the minutes distribution of, of Tom Thibodeau. You can't expect to play your, your players 40, 43 minutes per game on this nine-man rotation and then expect them to still have enough gas in overtime. You, you got away with it once in Boston. You weren't going to get away with it in, 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 a, in a regulation game with Brooklyn, and you definitely didn't get away with it against, against the Lakers. So what would be the excuse here? The excuse is simple. You, played, you, you overplayed your players. You obviously you know, made, made the bad judgment call. Poor execution on defense because the, the, the Knicks was pretty much Swiss cheese by then. Over in overtime, it seemed like, you know, even when the Knicks started to you know to, to, to get you know good one on one defense, they couldn't close out um, close out anybody that was coming was coming into the paint. They couldn't obviously you you can't you can't stop LeBron James, but you can draw charges and there was at least two or two um, two possessions where Julius Randle was a perfect candidate to do so. But because Julius Randle is Julius Randle, he didn't. So it goes it goes back to the question, the initial question. What are we doing? What are we holding on to these assets for? What is what is the breaking back piece that you're holding on to that you don't want to part with? Is it Quentin Grimes? Is it Emmanuel Quickly? Is it Obi Toppin? I mean I'm I'm pretty sure that anybody would really would like to have the shooting abilities of Evan Fournier right now for you know a good 12 15 points a night. I'm pretty sure that anybody would freaking would really like to have a young up and coming star, according to Nick fans, in a Cam Reddish or in a No. Toppin. And what are we holding on to all these draft picks for? We're not. Do, do 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 fans do Knicks fans not understand how salary caps work and and, and, and like how many guys you can really draft and how many guys and, and how much money they take up on the salary cap? Let's just do quick economics. If the Knicks have two first round picks in in this year's draft plus one or two, maybe three second rounders, I'm not exactly sure. I don't have the I don't have the paper in front of me. That means the Knicks have to sign more definitely their first rounders and more than likely going to sign those second rounders and that takes up your salary cap. So when so while you're thinking in the back of your head of the salary cap, hmm, who's making the most money? Which is noted, RJ Barrett, Jalen Brunson, R. J., um, Julius Randle and Mitchell Robinson. That's over roughly 80 to 90 million of your salary cap already gone. And if the salary cap is going to be roughly around 128 to where's the rest of it going to fill out? If you're thinking about keeping um, Emmanuel quickly, he's not going to come cheap. If you're thinking about, you know, signing somebody else who comes into free agency, like an Anobi or someone else, they're not going to come cheap. So where is this money going to magically appear? You have to look at it from the economic standpoint. Yes, you're allowed to go over the salary cap to sign your own draft picks, obviously. But there are still some restrictions in, in, in this hard-cap league. And the Knicks have one among the highest freaking payrolls right now, despite their their abysmal record. So where in the world are, you, are some of you Knicks fans thinking that we can continue to build through the draft? If we're doing that, then you, what you're telling me is that we're essentially just throwing away more and more seasons. And last I checked, it's been... What, 25 years, 24 years since the last time the Knicks have made the NBA Finals? It's been almost 29 years since we came within an eye shot of a championship. And for those keeping score, it will be exactly 50 years since we actually did win the championship. So how many more seasons are you asking New York Knicks fans, real, true blue, blue-collar, die-hard New York Knicks fans who put up a lot of money to go to Madison Square Garden and to travel with the team, you know, whether it's to Philadelphia or to Memphis or Atlanta or wherever. You're asking them just to throw away another season. I'm sorry. But as as Dom has alluded to on many, 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 many podcasts uh, uh, before, on this platform and on other ones, you don't get better. By continuously losing, are slightly above 500. And if you're thinking that's going to be enough to make it a play-in, then congratulations, you made the play-in. Then what? You're you're down to you you lose the first two games and then you're out because it's not like you're going a full series. You're going like what best three out of five I think or best two out of three. I'm 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 not, not exactly sure yet right now. So where is this going? Where is this team going? Leon Rose, you're on the fucking clock. Time to make a move. Dumb, because I'm I, I'm not shaking. Let, let, let's just
1: address let's address two things real quick. <clears throat> One, the additive and the the the, the rumor and the, the the Tom Thibodeau in the minutes. The only Vic in the top fifteen and is at number fifteen is minutes per game. Is Julius Randle. Let me give you a couple of names. Damian Lillard, Kevin Durant, Bobby Rosen, Ron James, Cleet, Kyrie Urban, Every one of them are above Julius Randle. And guess what every one of them above Julius Randle are? are older than Julius Randle. One of them I just mentioned is older than Julius Randle. And he's 15th in the league right now at 35.8 minutes per game. I gave you a handful of names that those dudes are older. LeBron James is like his uncle, and he's playing more minutes than this. We always do the same thing over and over again. We say the thing, excuse me, without measuring it to actual statistics. Excuse me. Luxury tax. Been over this a million times, guys. Golden State Warriors, one hundred and seventy point two million. Brooklyn Nets, well, Clippers, one hundred and forty four. Brooklyn Nets, one hundred and eight. The Milwaukee Bucks in a small district, market, seventy million. That's just Boston, sixty eight. That's just five of them. That's the top five. Don't give me the luxury tax because we're worth more than every one of those teams I just mentioned. But you can't do that, guys. We're we're not in the position right now to do that. And a lot of those teams I just mentioned, they aren't evil, but they're doing it to stay competitive and give their chance, give their team a chance to go forward, maybe second round, third round, possibly championship. Who knows? but they're investing the money now because they think they have the horses to get to the end of the race now. It would be a – I don't know how to say it, guys. I won't say criminal. In other words, guys, we're not in that boat right now. If we knew we was going to spend $38 million on Steve Azul and $35 million on Nick Abaka F right now to join the Knicks, and they're going to be the two horses that take us over the hump. At least take us to a conference final. Yes, you invest that money. I don't think we're there yet. I don't. I don't. I think if we got, like, again, like an Ananobi. Okay, he's not going to come cheap next year or the year after that. I forgot. But you have time. Because guess what, guys? I think Nick Ab touched on it. I think we sign quickly, Poppin has to go. That's just me. I think they're both in the same boat. I think quickly is a better investment than Obi Toppin. That's just me, guys. I'm tired of seeing Obi Toppin running around the court and going to the corner at 6'8", never goes to the basket, gets you two rebounds. Everybody talks about his minutes played, but he runs down court on a shot. Last night he had five rebounds. First time in like six years he had five rebounds in the game, and he's that big. He don't hit the glass. He don't go to the basket no more. Unless he's got an alley-oop or a fast break, he goes right to the corner, fellas. Unless I'm watching a different game, he goes right to the corner. Like he's the next coming of Larry Bird from three-point land. No, you're not, kid. You're not. You're not a good shooter, let alone three-point shooter. So I think we check him off. We check off Cam Reddish. And, again, we got to get rid of Fournier and Reddish. There goes more money, guys, that we're opening up. Damn the draft picks we're going to get. We we need to cut salary to gain talent. That's how the game is supposed to be played, I think, guys. I'm not a GM. But if you can cut that salary, then we can look at a OG oh, uh, guy I've been high on, Kyle Kuzma. Now we got some flexibility. Where even if we went a little over the cap, we're building towards something. We're filling holes, guys. That's our problem. We're we're getting names, but we're not filling holes. Jalen Brunson is a good guard. He's a very good guard. I don't think he's a very good point guard. He does distribute, and I have to give him an alibi on that too, fellas, because who's he passing the ball to on the Knicks? That's another thing. Like I said, we don't have no perimeter shooters. So if he goes to the basket, Herky Jerky fakes, draws a couple of guys. Who's he passing it to? Julius Randle, RJ Barrett. So I, can I can I interject?
2: Can I interject about yes. that point? And then I want you to keep on spitting. Yes. You're spitting nothing but fire, and Mercury, right now. But but this thing about Jalen Brunson, and I'm seeing it from Nick Twin, uh, Nick Twins, Nick's fans on on social media. Like, have you not watched Jalen Brunson in high school? Or have you not watched him at Villanova? And I'm not talking about you, though. I'm just speaking in general because right. people make it seem like just because you're at a so, quote-unquote point guard, you're supposed to drop 20 and 10. Like, every player is different. Everybody's skill set is different. He's never been John Stockton. I don't know why some fans believe this, as if whether – other players are not converting on points or so not. That doesn't make a difference to me because he was never a pass-first point guard, point guard player anyway. So you take what take what it's worth. When he was the Eastern Conference Player of the Week, he was dropping thirty-four points. What is an assist? We all know what an assist is. An assist is basically deferring to another player so they could get points off of your path. That's what an assist is. Where Jalen Brunson is. Maximizing what would it be is by scoring the points by himself. Like this is a league where you could score 114, 160 points a night easily. What they're all doing is they're giving up a lot of points. That's a whole conversation for a different day. But the point I'm trying to convey to the masses is what is this conversation we're having as if he's supposed to be Bob Cousy, he's supposed to be John Stockton? Like what the fuck are we talking
1: about? Like this is who I mean, he's he's been, saying. he, he is. Even that being said, yeah, even that being said, Steve, listening to some of these minions—not millenniums, minions—cause they all repeat the same shit. Listening to them, Steve, you would think this kid was averaging two assists a game. He's averaging six and a half assists a game. That's where he's always been at. That, but that's—and
2: that's, and that's right.
1: cool. the Last time, mean, you, you in agreement? Right. Me, you in agreement on the last time? Mean, I mean yeah. Steve. Halliburton was leading the league in assists at ten. So he's three and a half percent behind the damn league leader in a sense. So that's against the But Jalen makes up for that in that points
2: think, though, that's the point. See he makes up for exactly. he makes up for that in points.
1: Right, right. But that's, so I never, that's the thing yeah, Steve. with Right. That's the thing with what I that's why I call them minions because one person says something and it becomes like a chorus of monkey see, monkey do. They're not Just looking it. at pure numbers. And, again, when you look at the makeup of the Knicks, who's he passing the ball to? Think about that. Normally, Steve, in the days that these people are thinking about, of a point guard, John Stockton, Nate Archibald, going to the basket, shaking and baking, poof, quick pass. He's got somebody to hit. They knock down the shot. We ain't got many of those dudes, man. Like you said, Steve, RJ hit that three in the corner. Yeah. That's like far and in between. So he, to me, to me, he ain't scoring as many. It's weird because you take him and Randall and their numbers, Randall 25 and 10, him 22 and 6. They're doing what they're supposed to be doing. But we're not getting no consistency from nobody else. So that's. That's the reason right now we're in the middle of the pack. I think, what are we, one game, two games above 500? Two. If, to me, guys, we're where we're, we're supposed to be.
2: Exactly.
1: Right? To be quite honest. Exactly. we where we're yeah, supposed yeah. to be. Right, right. Anybody yeah. that expected more, God bless you.
2: Right. Oh, I don't, know oh I, I, I don't expect I don't know. more.
1: Hold on, let me say it,
2: because he, he, he actually had my point. I want to go back to you because I know we're running out of time. That's the point I wanted to say after speaking to Dom, because the Knicks were projected to be a 43-win team. That's four games, over uh, four games over 500 after 82 games. They're two games over 500 right now. I said at the beginning of the season they are probably a 7th seed. And guess where they are right now? 7th seed. Got it. So I can't yeah. be mad at the results are based what <laughs> how I look at my roster compared to everybody in the East there. Well, I mean, listen, we, we, I don't see any surprises above the Knicks right now. It's exactly how I thought it would have gone anyway.
1: Right now. Right. Saying, but, saying but, that Steve, say, saying that Steve, let me just chime in real quick. Saying what me and you were saying right now, that where we're supposed to be. If we yeah. got a Ananobi, can we become a six seed? But that's still right about where me and you had them with or without Ananobi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so then, 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 then the, the question is. would be,
2: then the question would be, then it goes back to last week, and I'll go back to you, Av, because I know you want to talk and and get uh, your points and stuff. At what cost would it be? I don't know the cost, and I don't want to get into the weeds of that cost. I'm at that point where, when it comes to that stuff, I'll wait till it actually happens. I'm not going to play this Monday night quarterback stuff. Let's wait for it happens, and <laughs> then we'll go. Well, that's how my approach is going to be. At this point, they they are kind of where they're supposed to be. That's how I wanted to say. You, that's we're. That's why we're on the same court. Uh, anything? Uh, go back to you.
0: Oh, I, I I completely agree with you guys. They're exactly where I expect them to be. But in my, you know, in, 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 I guess this is, I'm going to put my delusional Knicks, Knicks cap on. I'm going to put that on for a second. I was hoping that they get better. And what every other Knicks fan out there in the, in the Twitterverse, all out there in the Knicks of Nation would like to see is that the Knicks are struggling right now, and the holes are glaringly obvious. You would think that with now supposedly – a new president and new gm and, and and a new direction and a new this and new that that this team will start to function like a regular nba franchise and actually make a, some kind of a move to show any first of all that they have life second of all that they care and third of all that they you know they're not just going to settle for just being okay they they are actually going to try to pursue something deeper, and I think that's what a lot of other Knicks fans would like to see. They would like to see if the Knicks have had a commitment to winning. They, so far, they're, they're winning the games. I mean, roughly, there's probably a few games that you know, if we start to individually tack them down, which ones well, um, we should have won and which ones we, we had no fucking business in winning. But with that being said, you're at, like, like you guys were just mentioning, we're at our fourth trading deadline. And fourth off season where the Knicks and Leon Rose have this draft capital, these younger players and they have these glaring holes on on their roster. what are you doing to fix that because in order for the for, in order for any team to contend for an NBA championship, I don't care who the fuck you are. You need to make some kind of adjustments in the middle of the season, i.e. either a trade, i.e. someone comes back from injury. All
2: right, so do you – it goes back to Don's point. Do you think whatever move they make, are you beating Boston, are you beating Milwaukee, are you beating Brooklyn, are you beating Philadelphia, whatever move that may be? um, If if there's a move out there – what is obviously good? we need to be specific. we need to be very specific. Exactly. We said, we need to be
0: so 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 if you're getting somebody of an anobi like who, or better, they am
2: um, still not beating those no teams. I'm
0: an It'll definitely be Brooklyn until Durant gets back. It'll be Brooklyn if before Durant gets back, if probably can 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 get you a victory over the Seventy Sixers on an
1: off night. And look, and we already, we already beat Boston. That's one night.
2: But we're oh, talking, we're talking about, about a series. In a, in a,
1: in a series, I, I don't. In think a series, we can beat them in a series. No. I don't. At this point, I don't let me, think. Let me say this. At this, this point
0: Adam, in juncture, even even with a healthy Mitchell Robinson, we don't win any series.
1: But let me let me say this to your point, Adam. I know we're running out of time. Take what we're doing right now. Let's say we do add a player. Take what mm-hmm. we're doing right now.
2: We're, we're taking
1: right. solid veterans and we're actually molding some of these young kids, something everybody's been bitching about. Oh, we don't develop. Right. We develop quite a few young players. So when you move forward, these young players are quickly, a are, uh, are they going to get better? Yes, we've seen them get better. Uh, Mitchell Robinson, now we got a good backup in Sim. We're seeing him develop. The shit everybody keeps saying, that magic word, develop. We're seeing this before our very eyes. And, again, not to speak for Steve, that's the reason I had the Knicks where they're at. I was thinking mm-hmm. if one or two of these guys developed and got to, let's say, third base, second base, wow, wow, we, we may end up over 500 at the end of the year. That was my goal. I don't think, man, unless, unless we get Will Chamberlain, we ain't beating none of the six teams above us. We ain't beating none of them in a series. I hate to sound like that, but we're not. But if we build towards something and we get something out of losing to them, we achieve the goal. We achieve the goal because our goal would be to get in the playoffs. If we get bumped, we didn't pay. We're not in the lottery. We're showing progression. That's what I like to see. And that's why I'm happy after 52 games, 30 games left. I'm kind of happy where we're at, man, because some people had us, (laughs) you know, some people had us tanking after 16 games. God bless us. We're two games. I love it, man. I love it, to be honest. I mean...
0: I understand your, you, 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 you know, your position, and obviously I'm happy with the results that I'm getting. At the same time, but it's always like, you know, the like I mentioned before, the 24, 25 years of doldrums, and and hits and misses, and mostly misses um, of of situ of of seasons where you know where we could have been something, and instead it was wasted on. The, you know, just, the, you know, just, the, you know, the, the crack that we, that we all know and it's well documented. We're looking at the situation. I'm looking at the situation personally as this is an opportunity to kind of exceed at least a, a couple of more of those expectations. Maybe get, the, yeah, maybe no, get no, no, the, a
1: question for you. Are we better than we were last, last year? Are we better we than we were are. last year? We, after
0: year? After. we definitely are.
1: That's my final thought.
2: Okay.
1: Fair enough. Dom, Dom, put <laughs> <hold laughs> me in my place.
2: Well, Dominic well, me in well, my well, place. Well, <laughs> what about? again? Again,
1: guys, that's what we want. That's what we want, just to get better. And we did. We are. I mean, oh. Go ahead, we're not Chief. where we want to be. No, no, no. But, quite,
2: no, Ab, my question. We said the word exceed. Like, what, what were your expectations on that word exceed? Like, give me like a, a clear picture. Um. Not in the play-in, and maybe a
0: first-round victory, maybe or at least a, a competitive seven-game series, not the five-game series still, we got with Atlanta.
2: That that is still possible. I'm okay, that definitely yeah, is it, still it is still possible. Yeah. Obviously, obviously I mean, anything
0: anything is possible in the NBA. This is the likelihood. Yeah, bro, I,
2: I will say this on my final thoughts. Um, yeah, I, I think that is definitely re- attainable or reachable. And to you guys' points, we'll have to, that might have to come in the move. So I don't know what that move is, and mm-hmm. I don't want to waste time on the move. I would rather me personally will speak on the move if it happens, and then we could go from there. I'm not going to say, oh, you know, whatever the front office. They're probably talking about it. I don't know. We, that's the one thing about this, this organization. They don't put things in the public. They have Knicks fans always speculating and always talking. I just can't waste my time on that stuff. Right. I, I, I you know. Just on, just on that, I, I, you know, I do all the, you know, I watch the Rangers, I watch Yankees, I watch Giants, I watch all the, shit, I'm like dumb, I watch all the NBA games too, I like to in, I actually enjoy college basketball, shit, before this episode, I was watching Providence and Xavier, a great college basketball game, I like to watch sports, I can't waste my time on Armchair GM GM <laughs> and when Knicks fans did it for a whole summer, and they were fucking wrong about Donovan Mitchell, and they still don't learn. Like, I just can't. That's too much time for me, Don. I mean, and, and Nickelback. Have. But my final thoughts: great episode, great rants on the on the Empire State Building app um, hey, we'll be back next Wednesday. We have no game. We'll be what, after the Orlando game because they'll be in Orlando on Tuesday and then they go to Philadelphia on Friday. So, you know, we'll be back on Wednesday, 9 p.m. But, but Av, you can take us home and your final thoughts on anything. You want to shout out, plug, all that stuff, man.
1: Well,
0: Nickelback um, Ave fan form, it, it's coming to a close, but I want to remind people to please, if you haven't already done so, go on Amazon Prime. And order Orange and the Blues, the, the, the documentary. Um, you don't have to take it from me. You can listen to Steve and, and Dom and, um, in last week's episode when they were talking about it. Um, also from um, from Godfather Chris. Um, please do, please show your support. Um, until then, let's hope the Knicks make some you know make some kind of changes, whether they add make a trade or not. I, I would like to see some kind of a. A variance, some kind of a progression, something, something of some show of life that this team is actually in it to win it. Um, that's what anyone, any true New York Knicks fan would actually ask for: is that is that their team is still fighting and, and showing grit and personifying, you know, the you know the, the true nature of, of of this concrete jungle that we call New York City. Um, e- even if you if you're not in the city right now. If you're somewhere out in the country and you're listening to us, or you're somewhere out in the world and you're listening to us. Um, thank you very much for joining us this week. Um, as always, Nick Abaker have on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, stay tuned um, to bleed blue for all, all the bleed blue show um, podcasts and platforms. Um, if you haven't already, you have to, you have to check out Steve Azul unfiltered because that shit was really good. And, that's an episode in an episode, in a, all in to itself, about an episode that we just had. So when Azul goes unfiltered, pay attention because you might actually learn something. Until next time, for Donario DP, for Steve Azul, for Nickabaca Ab, Sangara Azul, all day, every day, orange and blue. Nickabaca Ab signs out.
1: Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it?
2: Blee blue, 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 bleep blue,
0: blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue.